Amen, amen. Brother Merriman, we want you to come tonight. I want you to take your liberty. Preach to me tonight. Amen. God bless you. We love you. Glad you're here. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. It's good to be here tonight. Amen. In Olathe, Kansas. Praise God. Amen. So, if we're on the foreign mission field, um, if you're looking to support any new missionaries, I take Venmo, <laughs> uh, Cash O, <laughs> or Checko. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. As long as there's a lot of O's at the end, this side of the decimal. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. It is good to be here tonight. Amen. What an honor to be here among the church family. Amen. The true church. Valetha. Praise God. And it's good to see some new faces. Amen. I probably look like a new face to many of you. Uh, scary as that is, praise the Lord, amen, and uh, amen, some people need to be quiet, <laughs> hallelujah, amen, I'm going to make myself home tonight, amen, I, uh, though this, this is, uh, this is my, um, this is where I consider myself born and raised, amen, on the Bishop Riggin. Amen. It is exciting. I'm glad to be here with my brothers in the gospel. Amen. Brother Goff and Brother Hilton and Brother Hilton. Amen. And uh, it isn't very often uh, that we, we're all together. Amen. And we are connected via text message. Um, and that's fun. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Uh, the, devil is, the devil is the prince the air <laughs> amen and uh praise the lord but no I, I it's i'm thankful amen that the technology of the day allows us to stay connected amen and it wasn't hasn't always been that way and i was thinking about it tonight and uh, i do have some folks that are maybe listening in and uh i know this is a part of everyone's memory we've all wanted to block out um but there was a period of time back in 2020 when I stood, we stood, many of us stood in this pulpit and preached to empty pews. I'm not going to even say the C word. Don't even think it. <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and uh, I remember the only thing you had, the only, the only response you might get um, hearing that would be uh, through, we would say, listen, text me, amen. And you're, I'm, and, they, and people, I would, I preached for Brother Hilton to an empty church there and uh, in Lacine. And, uh, and so, um, if there's any of my folks listening tonight, um, which I think there may be, um, first off, love y'all uh, very, very much. But uh, I got my phone up here. I'm not waiting on a text um, for an Uber ride. I probably should. <laughs> Amen. So I can get a, make a fast getaway. But. Um, Y'all gotta laugh a little more than this tonight. Y'all uptight, stressing me out. Praise God, Lord have mercy. Amen. But my folks, um, y'all can text me and tell me how much you love me and how awesome I'm doing. Lie if you have to. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Uh, no, I, I will. I will say. I want to say this, and I want to say it uh, to this church that there is a church in JS, Mississippi that loves God and they love their pastor and their pastor's family 
Amen. I'm telling you, there are people, amen, that love God. They love holiness. They love truth. Amen. I'm telling you, there's a church that is alive and well. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of folks there that don't want, amen, and I believe those are some of the folks that left some bruises maybe on, that's the ones you're talking about, amen, but uh, that's not what I, I, I have, and that's not what I get to pastor, and I just wanted everyone to know, amen, that Brother Merriman is, um, he is in a wonderful church with wonderful people, amen, and uh, Praise God. I love you too, Brother James. Lord bless you. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. See, they listen. Praise God. They listen. Amen. They better. <laughs> Amen. Oh, no. I'm telling you, I got, I'm, I'm thankful and I'm very, very blessed. I just wanted to, I wanted to say that publicly, but uh, um, I would so, so bad would like them someday to make the journey to Olathe to see where we come from. Amen. We weren't born and raised in, in Olathe. Kansas, but we, uh, we moved here um, back in 2007. I'm looking at my wife to make sure I get my dates and times right. Amen. And we've been married 24 years. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I get a cookie later. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. And uh, but in 2007, when we we moved to to Kansas, uh, oh, actually Blue Springs, but we we started coming to church here. Um, we spent around close to 15 or so years here before we moved and of course we pastored the church in uh in edgerton and uh and i do want to make mention i'm so glad to have brother adam and sis aaron butter with us tonight amen praise god hallelujah amen i our family we love the butter family amen joey good lord son stop growing Amen. And Dominic, amen, the dominator. Praise God. And I remember, amen, and Mackenzie said the sweetheart. I, well, I remember dedicating Sister Mackenzie to the Lord when she was born. And uh, this is a wonderful family. I remember Brother Adam showed up here on a Saturday, not Saturday, on a Sunday, amen, and got the Holy Ghost right down here in the altar. We prayed him through the Holy Ghost. Amen. Sister Erin, not too too long after, right here in the middle aisle, the Lord uh, filled her with the Holy Ghost. We baptized him in Jesus' name. Amen. And I remember Brother Adam one Monday night calling and said, hey, uh, I've been talking to Joey. I don't remember. I, I, he was maybe 10, something like that. I don't remember how old he was. Um, yeah, that's not, that's not saying much, Brother Adam. Amen. Uh, but uh, well, Adam called me on a, on a Monday night and said, hey, we've been talking. Joey's been talking, and he, and he wants to get the Holy Ghost. And uh, he said, would, you, would it be okay if you met us up at the church? And uh, I said, well, that's not a problem. We can do that. And so this was about bedtime. It was close to 9 o'clock, trying to get our kids to bed, and we got everybody in their, their jammies, and, um, and we got everybody ready and went, went down to the church. Um, and we prayed Joey through the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, God's got his hand on this family. And I'm thankful here tonight, amen, that you have a great place, amen, to call home. Amen. Right here in the lake with Bishop Riggins. So good. Amen for that. Praise God. And I, 
Uh, before I forget, I know I'm taking a few minutes, but if already, you've already been warned. Amen. I'm, I'm not short-winded. Praise God. But i got to save my, my peace here. Amen. Um, I do want to make mention because um, he asked, all right? He asked. And he asked me. I want to make sure, if I listen in tonight, I want to make I want to get some credence. I want you to tell how much you appreciate me and how, and all that. So I do want to make sure and let Brother Jimmy Owens know <laughs> how much I appreciate Jimmy Owens. Amen. And so he can be happy now and uh, praise God. I love you, Brother Owens. Um, amen. It, Brother Owens is that friend, you know. My, my mom warned me about she said you're not she was talking to me she said son you're not the dumbest kid in the class but I sure hope Jimmy Owens doesn't die so there brother Owens I told you I, he said let everybody know how much you love me that's how much I love brother Owens praise God hallelujah anyway amen if you didn't get that I'll talk to you later amen maybe no hope for you if you didn't get that one but praise God Amen. Love my church family. Miss them tonight. Um, and, and thankful for that. Bishop Reagan, so thankful for your input and your hand upon my life and our family. Would, would not be here if it wasn't for you and Sister Reagan. Amen. And such mercy and grace um, and such patience with me. Amen. I tell our church, I said, you have no idea what I owe <laughs> to Bishop Reagan in my life. Amen. And. Uh, Praise God. I'm thankful for that. God sending us to Olathe. And uh, man, just so, so thankful. Praise God. And this church, Truth Church, thank you for um, being a family. Amen. And thank you for being here with us. Amen. And praying for us. And uh, soon to be supporting the missions work in JF. Thank you. I appreciate all of that tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, are you ready for me to preach? Amen. <laughs> most folks, praise God. I, I do have a burden on my heart tonight, amen, and uh, and so if you would, turn your, your Bibles to Exodus chapter 15, and I, I, I got to say this up front, I, as I prepared for this, I, I wasn't an, anticipating preaching, for, uh, we were going to go home on Sunday, uh, we were going to go to the wedding and, and head home on Sunday, but Brother Hilton asked me to preach, and I said, well, we can do that, and, uh, and then on the way up here, Brother Riggin, um, the real evangelist couldn't make it, amen, and so second string, here we are, amen, but God works all that out, God knows what we need to hear, I, I'm just joking with that, but um, I have honestly, I, I don't take it lightly standing in any pulpit, amen, and this one in particular, you all have the greatest Bible teacher on planet earth, amen, and, uh, and I'm telling you, I don't even want to try, I don't even want to try amen to, to, to go there but I, I want you to know tonight I have I have prayed and sought the Lord amen for the service this morning and then tonight and uh, I so this morning's lesson I thought I, I preached God I, I taught a lesson to our church uh, about a month ago and as soon as I taught it, the Lord said you're going to teach that in Lynn Valley and I taught that preached that this morning amen to the church there and I pray it was a blessing but the problem is can't get rid of it. I can't get rid of it. And my heart is very, very heavy uh, for this church tonight. Amen. Not, not in a bad way. Don't, don't take. Don't. I don't want anyone getting worried. This isn't a. This is. I'm just. God wants to help us. 
Amen. God just wants to help us. Praise God. There's, a, there's, it's, it, there's something about it that just God wants to do here tonight. And so God is just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down this road and we'll see where it ends up. Amen. But God is, uh, he recalled my mind to another message. And so there's going to be a little bit of a blend here, Brother Hilton. So you're going to hear, have some, heard some of this. But I'm telling you this tonight. Exodus uh, chapter 15, verse 22. Amen. Down to verse number 27. It says, So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Marah, they could not drink of the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Marah. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree which he had cast into the waters, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statute and an ordinance, and there he proved them, and said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, I will, and wilt do that which is right in the sight, in his sight, and wilt give ear to his commandments, and Keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. And they came to Elam, where there were twelve wells of water, and threescore and ten palm trees. And they encamped there by the waters. Hallelujah. Put your Bibles aside. Let's pray. Let's ask the Lord to help us here tonight. Jesus, we love you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Oh, I love you tonight. Oh, come on, let's magnify. Let's love him. Jesus, help us, help us tonight. Help us tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, let your will be done. Let your glory fill this house. Lord, anoint my lips of clay in this house. Anoint our ears to hear the word of God. Anoint our spirits to receive it right now. Jesus, Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, let's love the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Can we do that? Hallelujah. Come on, let's love the Lord right now. Let's love the Lord. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated. Amen tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't know if I fully mentioned it, but I am glad to have my wife and kids. I think I may have said something about that, but I am very happy to have my wife, amen, and my children with me tonight. Amen. I'm, I'm thankful. Amen. They'll follow me anywhere, apparently. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> amen. I love them so very, very much. Amen. And we read in Exodus, praise God. We read uh, in Exodus 15, uh, the very first verse I read says, Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Amen. We find Israel departing Egypt, uh, departing the, the, the land that they had lived in for over 400 years. Amen. Departing a land where they had been slaves, departing a land where their history, amen, wasn't very good. The, departing a land where um, they had hard taskmasters that ruled them and, and, uh, and had uh, hard labor for many years. And, and you imagine that there wasn't one person that had ever lived free, amen, that came out of Egypt. Amen. Israel had been there long enough that, there, that the idea of freedom was a foreign concept, amen. And uh, all they knew was their daily task. Their, every day was the, they were told to how to come in and how to go out, where to go, amen. And so they were now uh, being brought out of Egypt and 
in the Exodus, praise God. And God's so wonderful, is he not? Amen. To bring us out of this world. Praise God. Egypt and, uh, is a type of sin and the world. And God has delivered and brought us out, amen, into, uh, into the church. Praise God. And I, and I say into the church because people will want to, oftentimes will say, well, uh, Canaan land is like, going, is, is like heaven and coming out of the world. And, and I don't necessarily uh, agree with that. It's, it's more of coming into the church. Man, because the battles weren't over when they got into Canaan. The Lord said, listen, I've got you this far, but you're going to have to fight some battles. There's some things you're still, I'm going to, there's some uh, cities that are still left uh, untouched. That that They're yours, but you're still going to have to fight for them. And that's another lesson for another day. But I believe as they came out of Egypt, it it was more representative of someone who comes out of the world into the church. Amen. And Bishop Brigham. He sure can correct me if I'm if that ain't how he sees it, then you see it his way. But amen. I'm telling you, I don't believe there's going to be battles in heaven. I don't believe there's going to be fighting. I don't believe there's going to be there's not going to be tears. I'm telling you, that's where we're going tonight. That's what we're doing this for. Praise God. That's where we're heading is heaven. Oh, hallelujah. That's why we live the way we do. That's why we worship the way we worship. Hallelujah. It's because he brought us out of darkness uh, into his marvelous light. Uh, Hallelujah. With the promise, he said, I go to prepare a place for you. Uh, Amen. If it wasn't true, I wouldn't have told you so. Uh, He said, I'm making a place. uh, Amen. A residence uh, with me. Uh, And I'm telling you, that's why I live the way I do. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. And so Israel was coming out of Egypt, amen, in a mad dash. Uh, and they come to the Red Sea, and the Lord parts the Red Sea. I don't want to get bogged down because I, I'm trying to go somewhere tonight. But uh, as they come through the Red Sea on the other side, the, the Bible says that they, uh, as Pharaoh and his army uh, comes across, that the waters close up upon them. And uh, they stand, and the Bible says, the Lord, the Moses said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Amen. This enemy that you see now, you'll see again no more forever. Praise God. Amen. I'm telling you, there's something about going into the water. Hallelujah. There's something about getting baptized. There's something about the water that just does a cleansing like nothing else can do. Praise God. There's something about, amen, that water baptism, even even in the book, amen, of Exodus that we read. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, uh, that, that going through the water, is, 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 it, it just it takes care of all that past, does it not? Praise God. Praise God. We're buried with him in baptism. Hallelujah. Ah, old things are passed away. All things are become new. Praise God. Life changes when you get into the church. It changes for the better. Hallelujah. You're not better off in the world. You're not better off before you come to church. You're not better off living in sin. You're you're not better off out there the way that you used to be. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. And so we read that Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, amen, and they went out into the wilderness after a great victory, amen. After a great victory, they go into the wilderness of Shur, and they go three days into the wilderness, and they have no water, amen. That's a long time if you're doing a three-day fast with no water, just sitting at home trying not to do anything. I don't want to sweat. I don't want to lose any water, amen. Praise God. Amen. I don't even want to look at stamp. Praise the Lord. Amen. 
for three days walking in the wilderness. Amen. And they found no water. And they come to a place called Mara. Amen. They couldn't drink the waters there because they were bitter waters. Amen. And the name of it was called Mara. And you understand the bitterness of the water was because it was stagnant. You ever seen uh, waters that are just yuck? They got scum. Amen. And there's probably there's disease and microbes and all kinds of nasty stuff. Amen. And so the Bible terms as bitter waters. You couldn't drink them because if you did, it would just make you sick and probably kill you ultimately. At least give you some kind of problems uh, in your intestines and just really mess up your world. <laughs> Amen. And, uh, and so the waters there were undrinkable. Come on, God. <laughs> Three days in the wilderness. Amen. You brought us out of Egypt. Amen. You brought us through the Red Sea. Now, three days, and all you could do was bring us to some place that's got no drinkable water. Hallelujah. They begin to question. They begin to question what's going on. Amen. And they murmured against Moses. Why is that always the first thing that happens? Why was it his fault? I, honestly, why was it Moses' fault? Amen. Didn't they see the wonders in Egypt? Didn't they see what God did? Hallelujah. Didn't they see the wonders of God in, in all of this, the, the parting of the Red Sea and the closing up of the Red Sea? Amen. But all of a sudden, they're murmuring against Moses. And they're saying, well, you, what, are, what are you going to provide us to drink? He said, listen, I'm here with you. <laughs> I ain't got no water. I got nothing either. All I've got is God. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go pray and ask him what to do. Hallelujah. And so that's what he did. And he cried unto the Lord. We read Amen. And the Lord showed him and, and it gave him a, a, a tree, showed him a tree, and they, the waters were healed there in Mara. Amen. And so they go through this experience, and God proved them there. God dealt with them there. God, God, God showed them, Amen. Listen, I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to take care of you. Amen. I'm going to do what, listen, the first place they came out of, Amen, was a place that had bitter waters. Amen. And, uh, uh, but it was in that place that they found uh, approving of God and said, okay, we're going to trust you. Amen. And when they left, uh, amen, he says, if you'll uh, diligently hearken to my voice, you'll do what's right in my sight, and you'll give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. He said, oh, all the diseases of Egypt, you're not going to deal with any of that. Amen. You might have to deal with bitter waters and trying to figure out how, God, what do we do here and what do we do there? He didn't say you're not going to deal with problems. He said you're not going to deal with the diseases. You're not going to have the curse of Egypt on your life anymore. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. You're not going to have the curse, amen, that the world has to deal with. I, I'm telling you, you're going to have situations. You're going to go, God, what do I do, pastor? What do I do? How am I going to get around this? Uh, but I'm telling you this much. Uh, it's not because God brought you to a place he doesn't know how to get you out of. Uh, amen. It's because he got you to a place uh, to prove to you, uh, amen, I will take care of you. Uh, I will be your sustenance. Uh, I will be your drink of water no matter what you're in and situation you're facing. Hallelujah. So they leave, they leave, they, they were proven, and they trust God, they, they trust the man of God, and they leave and they come to Elam. Elam's a little different than Mara. Elam didn't have bitter waters. Elam had 12 wells of fresh, clean, wonderful drinking water. 
That's what I'm talking about. That's what I would consider revival. Don't we all want that kind of revival? Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Hallelujah. Amen. But this spake he of the Spirit. Praise God. That's why you need the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Because you got to have the source of the water. Amen. Living within you. Hallelujah. But God brought them from Mara to Elam. Amen. To a land. Amen. Where uh, there were 12, 12 wells of water. That's, I mean, it's a big deal. A well of water in the desert. Oftentimes they fought over a well. There was one well. One source of hope, one source of, 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 of water to keep. I'm, listen, access to clean water is life and death. Amen. Access to water in that type of environment is life and death. But they came to Elam. There were 12 wells of water. Amen. And there were 70 palm trees. Hallelujah. Listen, uh, if you've ever seen a palm tree, amen, uh, they, they require water to grow. Amen. They're always associated with an oasis. You ever see a picture of an oasis? You're always going to see palm trees. Amen. Uh, a palm tree, uh, you see a lot of them down on the coast. We're, not, we're only a couple hours from the coast, amen, uh, of the United States. <laughs> amen. And, uh, amen, where the ocean is. <laughs> Big water. <laughs> amen. And, uh, and, and so we go occasionally down, and you'll see, man, these just huge palm trees. Amen. But I'm telling you, Elam, uh, uh, the Bible clearly states, uh, amen, that there were 12 wells of water and there were 70 palm trees. Hallelujah. In this location. What does that tell you? It means, listen, this is a thriving place. This is a place of refreshment and nourishment. Amen. Uh, and I taught this lesson. This is part of the lesson I taught on Palm Sunday. Amen. The fact that, listen, palm trees were all this. The first mention of the palm tree. And it was associated with refreshing. It was associated. Amen. Uh, amen. That's why it became associated with praise and worship. Hallelujah. They weren't praising God in Mara. They weren't praising the Lord. And they weren't rejoicing. Amen. But boy, when they got to Elam. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. I just got from Mara. And I've walked. Walking in Elam. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, when you're in Elam, it's easy to praise God. And there's plenty of palm branches to go around. Enough for everybody, Brother Jerry. There's enough palm branches for the entire Israel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so... First place God led Israel through was Mara. 400 years of slavery. Years of cruelty being taken from the only place they're familiar with. All the, the beatings and all the, all the hard labor and the, all the work, the, the making of, uh, of brick and all that they dealt with there in all those years. The years of crying out unto God. Listen, the years of crying out unto God with seemingly no response. The, the, the years of, of God. Amen. Where are you? And nothing. The, the crying out, God, we need your help. Where are you? And, and to them, God never answered. But to, them, to, to God, God said it's not time. Amen. Don't mistake God's timing. Amen. With God's inability or unwillingness to answer your prayers. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Somebody, you need to, you need to get a hold of that. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And so, if there was anybody, if there was a people that could ever be justified in Mara, it would have been this group of people. Because you know, Mara, amen, the word Mara literally means bitterness. And I'm not here to talk about bitterness tonight. 
other than this brief uh, moment. It's worth mentioning here, amen, uh, that they were brought to bitterness. God, why didn't you just take us to Elam? Why don't we just go to revival? Why, why can't we just, let's just take us to revival. Let's just bypass Mara and let's go to Elam. God, why can't I just, just, why can't I just have that refreshing? Why can't I just deal with? Why can't I just get the Holy Ghost? Why can't it just flow in my life? Why can't I just go to that place where the palm branches are there every morning and I wake up? And every night when I lay down, it's just, woo. Listen, hallelujah. The reason why, the reason why I believe God didn't take them straight to Elam was because God said, listen, if you're ever going to be able to appreciate Elam, if you're ever really going to be able to thrive, you're going to have to go and deal with Mara. Oh, you're going to have to go through Mara. Amen. Hallelujah. And there, there, there's an application I want to make. But if there's ever bitterness in your heart about anything or anyone, amen. If there's anything that's ever been done in your life, I'm telling you, I believe this is one of the greatest, one of the greatest hindrances to people ever making it to Elam. Ooh, God help us tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. But this is where I believe God's wanting to help some people. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because you know what? The devil's convinced you that you belong in Mara. Mm, hallelujah. The devil has convinced you. Praise God. Hallelujah. That you have been so messed up in your life. That you have been so bad in your heart. You have done your pastor so wrong in your life. Hallelujah. That Mara is where you belong. Oh, you're not going to pack your bags and go to Elam, are you? What do you think you're doing? Getting No, no, no. Wait, wait a second. You belong right here. You belong right here. Don't you forget you were a slave in Egypt. Don't forget you were the one that questioned Moses when it came time to where's the water. Don't forget you're the one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm telling you, hallelujah. You want to know what? I'm telling you right now, I've had the opportunity to go through Mara in my life. I've had the opportunity to go to a place uh, where I had to come face to face with my past. And face to face with decisions I've made in my life. And I've had to come to a conclusion. Uh, am I going to stay right here? Uh, am I going to allow myself uh, to set up camp uh, and live in this place? Uh, amen. Where there no water is. Uh, and there's no refreshing. Uh, and there's no victory. Uh, and there's no liberty. Or uh, am I going to look at Mara and say, you know what? Uh, I'm not staying here. I'm going through here. I'm just but I'll deal with it God I'll deal with it you brought me here I'm going to deal with it and I'm going to get it behind me and I'm going on to Elam Woo! I'm going on to victory come on somebody hallelujah you want to go to Elam but you're hung up on your Mara God never intended to leave them in Mara he never intended. He said, listen, we're going to make a stop. You're going to deal with a few things, and we're going on to victory. We're going on to revival. Oh, come on, somebody. We're not staying. God never intended to keep you in Mora. Oh, let's worship him. Woo! 
Come on. You're living beyond your purpose. You're living beneath where God wants you to be. Hallelujah. Come on now. Because if you allow that to stay, amen. Hebrews 12 and 15 says, look diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Hallelujah. Isn't that what the waters were in Mark? Defiled? I try. I try to live pastor. I try to get it right. But I keep, I keep getting troubled by what I did. Listen, I, and I appreciate everyone's worship here tonight. Listen, I'm not slowing. I, I want you to understand. Sometimes in the church, especially in apostolic church, we'll preach and teach holiness. Amen. Separation from the world. Sometimes it's really easy to put on that mask and to put on that shell, to put on the smile, and to put on everything's good. How are you, man? I'm good. Just busy. Yeah, I got a lot. Yeah, we're doing fine. Yeah, just, man, we're hanging in there. Hallelujah. The whole time underneath. Hallelujah. There's, there's, there's guilt. Amen. I'll never. I tried. Sunday, I made some commitments, and I just can't get over. I just can't get over where I was at Saturday. But I made them. I, I, I shouted. I'm telling you, you'll shout and you'll run. Hallelujah. But you never pack your bags and get out tomorrow. You never pack your You never say, listen, I'm not staying here anymore. Hallelujah. The devil will curl up beside you and convince you, hey, that's good and all. That was a lucky strike for you. That's a lucky one. Don't expect to go on. Don't expect to go on into Elam. Don't expect to live above that sin you've been struggling with. Don't, don't expect to ever really uh, ever go to an altar and pray and not think about the mistakes you made. Don't ever think you're going, I'm telling you, I feel, oh, I battled, Bishop, I battled with this. I, I'm telling you, because I feel heavy on this. Amen. I feel heavy in my spirit about this. I want to preach uh, divine healing and worship and praise. And I, what I felt in here, I want to go there, but God wouldn't let me. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I've seen it. I deal with it. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, there are too many people. Oh, the devil has convinced them. I don't care how many laps you run around the church. I don't care how much you worship and you shout. You walk out the door, you smile, and you get in your car, and you drive right back to Elam or right back tomorrow. Oh, help me tonight, God. Help me tonight. Hallelujah. I want to help somebody. God wants to help somebody tonight. Because you want to go. You want to run. You, you want to feel liberty. You want to wake up. Listen, what would it feel like to wake up tomorrow, to lay your head down tonight and say, oh, whoo, it's all in the past. It's all about the weight of that. It's gone. I feel free. I've never felt this free from my sin. Hallelujah. Listen, Jesus is faithful and just to forgive. Hallelujah. But there's always a lingering. Hallelujah. If you allow yourself, there's a lingering of guilt and shame that hangs over you. Oh, God help us tonight. Amen. Bitterness steals away the very pleasures of this life. Job 21 and 25 says, Another dieth in the bitterness of his soul and never eateth with pleasure. Oh. Listen, some of you tell me, I just read your mail. Listen, you're in the church, but you never really 
feel the pleasure. You just never really feel the pleasure of living for this life and living this life. You just never really feel you're going to die in the bitter, uh, bitterness of the soul. Hallelujah. Because you, you've never gotten beyond it. Uh, amen. Uh, the, the, you, you've made room. And there's been a place there because you know what? Hey, I, I am. I, I am. I, you believe what you've done is who you are. You believe uh, the mistakes you've made uh, is who you are. It's your identity. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, wasn't it Jacob, uh, amen, that had to deal, uh, amen, and confront who he said, who he felt he was. Uh, amen. That's why whenever he said, listen, I'm not letting you go till you bless me, angel. God, uh, I, I'm not letting you go. Oh, he just wanted to have a good time in the Lord. He just wanted the blessings of God. He just wanted, but the angel said, oh, we're not going to, before, before we go any further. We need to take a little trip. Come over here. Let's, let's look at Mara. Because if you can get through this and deal with this, then you're going to be forever different. He said, what's your name? Oh, why'd you have to ask me that? I just want to bless him. I just want to forget all that. I just want to pray through and forget everything that ever happened in my life. I want to pray through and forget that I ever made mistakes. I want to pray through and forget I ever did stupid stuff. I want to just, God, just bless me. Take me to Elam. Just please take me to Elam. No. No, because it's going to haunt you for the rest of your life if we don't take you through Mara. If we don't take you through Mara, I want you to look at it. I want you to see it. And I want you to bury that. I want you to bury it so deep. Amen. And realize I went to the cross. Hallelujah. To forgive you of that. I went to the cross to wash away all of that heartache. I went to the cross. I want you to go through it. I want you to look at it face to face. And then I want you to bury it. And leave it in Mara. Because you'll be able at that point. You'll be able to go to that well. And eat them and pull up that ice cold water and drink and say, Ooh, oh, how refreshing this is. Hallelujah. Without ever having to think, oh, I don't deserve this water. I'm a horrible person. I'm so stupid. I'm such an idiot. Listen, I've been there. I understand what this is all about. Hallelujah. And there's a real devil who wants to keep some folks in Mara. There's a devil that really wants to keep some folks. Amen. So, hey, we're all, nobody's worthy of the Holy Ghost, okay? Nobody's worthy of living for God. Nobody's worthy of the mercy. I'm not saying that. Amen. But whenever we belly up to the, the wells and all we can do is, I, I don't, I'm not, no, I don't have any good for this. I, I'm just, I made two mistakes. I, I, I don't deserve to drink. I deserve the guilt. I deserve the shame. I deserve to beat myself up every day. I got to punish myself to make it right. I got to punish myself every service and sit through good preaching. And sit through good worship service. Uh, amen. Because I know I'm not worthy. And when I leave. Uh, I, I, that's how I, I just get through it. Uh, amen. Knowing. Uh, amen. Knowing that I, I, I don't deserve anything the pastor says I deserve. <laughs> Mercy isn't for me. It's not for me, Brother Jared. I mess. You don't understand. Listen, I understand. You're, we're talking to folks here. Most of us have been in church. But I'm telling you, hallelujah, there's some things, uh, hallelujah, that you, you could have possibly done in your, in your walk with God yesterday. Uh, hallelujah. We all deal, amen, with mistakes. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, oh, one dieth in the bitterness of his soul and never eats with pleasure. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, in the presence of 
of God. Woo! It's the fullness of joy at His right hand. Oh, the pleasure's forever more, but not for me, Brother Merriman. You don't understand. Oh, maybe one time in my life, maybe there was a time before I had done this or before I had done that. No, no, no. No, no, no. Hallelujah. Ah, no way. No, no, that, that, there's no time limit on that. Uh, amen. Hallelujah. You realize Peter was given the keys of the kingdom before he failed God, before he messed up, before he gave up, uh, amen, and, and, and denied Jesus Christ. You realize he was given the keys and said, I'm going to do something great in your life, son. But I know this one thing, you're going to make some mistakes. I'll never, never. I'll die with you. I'll go to the cross with you. As soon as trouble came, he's gone. And when the time came and that rooster crowed, the last time, the Bible says Jesus and Peter locked eyes. And it was in that moment Peter entered tomorrow. It was in that moment, the Bible says that, that Peter went out and wept bitterly. Peter, if you're ever going to make it to Pentecost, son, if you're ever going to survive this, if you're ever going to make it in this, if you're ever going to make it, if you're ever going to make it to heaven, you're going to have to go through an altar of bitterness. You're going to have to get some things behind you. You're going to have to get face to face. Listen, he, he, you imagine that? When the Lord says, you're going to do this and that, and you say no. And when you do this and that, you literally look Jesus Christ in the eyeballs. You don't tell me he didn't feel guilt. You don't tell, don't tell me he didn't feel shame. Don't tell me he didn't feel, oh, it's over. Why, what in the world am I doing here? Who do I think I am? Now, here, somebody else take the keys. I don't have the, I don't have, I, I'm not cut out for this. I'm not made for this uh, church business. I, I'm not made for this grace and mercy. But I believe, I believe Jesus was setting him up saying, son, we're going to go through tomorrow. But we're going to go through it together. And I'm going to show you, I'm going to prove to you. Son, doesn't matter how much you mess up, doesn't matter how bad you fail, doesn't matter what you think you've done in this world, I'm going to walk you through Mara. And when you come out on the other side, I'm going to lead you to Pentecost. <laughs> Woo! I'm going to lead you to them wells. I'm going to lead you to the wells of living water. I'm going to lead you to that grace. Hallelujah. I'm going to show you what mercy is all about. Hallelujah. The apostle Peter didn't stand up on the day of Pentecost cowering down going, well, I, you know, if you guys really, you know, you should try to repent. Or say, no, 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 no. The Bible says that Peter, standing up with the eleven, he got off, he, he stood up and said, listen to me folks, I want to tell you something. I've just come from Mara and I've got a message for you. Hallelujah. What are you going to do about it? Men and brethren, what shall we do? i got an answer because I've been to Mara. Hallelujah. And I've been to Elam. Oh, you're going to go through Mara just like I did. And you're going to come out on the other side of Elam. And so he preached to some people that hung Jesus Christ on a cross and nailed him to that tree. And they came through a morrow of repentance. And they stood there, and the Bible says 3,000. 3,000. 
murderers of Jesus Christ. Receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and got baptized. And we're added to the church. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Oh, pack your bags. Pack your bags and get out of Mora. Get out of that place of guilt and shame and make your way to an altar. Amen. And lay it down. Come on, we got to lay some things down. You got to bury some things in Mara. Woo! Come on, you got to bury it or it will stay with you forever. It doesn't go away. Amen. Until you dig it, dig a grave and you put it down. Amen. And you cover that grave. Amen. And you say, I'm not going back there again. I'm not going back to that place ever again. And the only time it's ever mentioned is when I take somebody else and say, look at that tombstone. That's where I buried my past. It's called testimony. Hallelujah. Brother Hilton. I got a testimony. I've been to Mara, hallelujah, because I made some mistakes. I've been to Mara because I messed up. I've been to Mara. I, 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 I felt the guilt and regret, hallelujah. But I wish I could take somebody tonight and I could show you that tombstone, amen, with my, my sins and the guilt and the shame all over it. And I could sit in there and look at it and say, hey, it's in the grave. It don't bother me no more. I'm just going to dance on the grave of my enemy. I'm going to dance on the grave of that trust. That's troubling me. I'm not going there anymore. Woo! Oh, who wants to go to Elam? Who wants to go to a place of revival? You've never been. I'm telling you, who wants to get out of the guilt and the shame that the hell has tried to put you in? Oh, come on, somebody. You've shouted, you've run the aisles, you might have prayed through, but you're still living in Mara. You got to get up, get out, and go to Elam. Hallelujah. Come on. God, God is calling you. God is leading you out of that place tonight. Hallelujah. God is wanting to take you to a place, amen, where you can think about what you've done. And you can bring, and it breeds what? It breeds a palm tree. It breeds, it, it brings, it, he says, oh, when you think of Mara, whoo, hallelujah. I'm going to go get me one of the palm branches. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to run the aisles. Woo! Because of what I used to be. Woo! Hallelujah. I don't have, listen, that's what going from Mara to Elam will do. It'll take your, your sin. It'll take your guilt from hanging down low, from, from being ashamed of what you did, to saying, yeah. Remember that time? Woo! Let me go get a palm branch. I got to run. I got to dance. I got to shout. Woo! Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, hallelujah. Well, Jesus. Oh, praise God. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Let's rejoice. Let's love the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, you know... Somebody, you know God's got your number tonight. God's trying to help you tonight. God's trying to help you tonight. Listen, there's been a break in this revival, and there's not been a break in this revival. 
Because God, oh, I feel this, Pastor. God is wanting to take this church to a places of revival and, and, and anointing you've never experienced in this whole wide existence of, of true church. You believe that tonight? I'm talking about revival unprecedented. But you know what God said? Listen, if we're going to Elam, hallelujah, I want to bring some folks through. I want, to, I want to bring some through, folks through Mara because I want you to go with us into Elam. I want to bring some folks into Elam that wasn't there, amen, with us last week. But this week, woo, we're going on to Elam. Whoa, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm telling you, no pause in revival. God just simply saying, okay, here's where we're going. But to get there, we're going to have to go through Mara. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, praise God. I don't know how long I've been preaching. You, you tell me to quit whenever, Pastor. I, I'm coming to a close, but I'm coming to a close. You sit down just for a moment. I, I, listen, there's, when you're dealing with bitterness, it's, there's, there's so much I could talk about in that regard. Amen. But there's something that For the next couple minutes anyway, I want to, this is where, this is where kind of taking a diverge here, Brother Hilton, from this morning. God is wanting us to go to deeper waters in the Holy Ghost. I believe that. I believe that. I believe that. I preach that to my church all, all, so much. Listen, there's, there's, there's more to this. Amen. Uh, You know, in the, in, the, in the 23rd Psalm, I just taught a big lesson this, and I, and I joked about it. It only took me 13 weeks to teach it. There's six verses. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, but in that, in that, uh, I know I've heard it here over this pulpit before, but uh, if, you read, if you read through it, there's an understanding that uh, David's talking. It's almost as though one sheep of the pasture of the Lord is talking to the other sheep in the pastures of the world. Saying, the Lord's my shepherd. He's kind of bragging. The Lord is my shepherd. This is King David. The Lord's my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Leaves me beside still waters. Hallelujah. But you know, when there is a turning point in that psalm, he says, yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, and I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. You understand, he turns his attention from talking to others to talking directly to the Lord. And you realize there is a cycle, amen, in that part of the country that the wintertime, they spend, if you will, at the home ranch. Because it's cooler temperatures, there's cooler and, and more access. So they're kind of, they, the winter months, and as the spring comes, amen, they set out good shepherds, know that the summers are going to be unbearable for these sheep. And there's no real good grass. There's no real water. But, but in the high plains of the mountains, there is good grass. In the high plains of the mountains, uh, there is fresh water. The runoff of the snow. The runoff of all the... It, 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 and so uh, there's a turning point where that, that shepherd takes his flock 
out of the home ranch and says, okay, here we go. We're, we're going we're gonna to make our way up into the mountain in the summer months where it's cooler and there's more water and whatnot. And so why does he take his attention off of everyone else? Because now they're in a journey. They're together alone with the shepherd making that journey, the shepherd and the sheep going to those high. He says, I'll pre- he'll prepare a table. you'll prepare a table in the presence of mine enemies. That's not the kitchen table. You understand up in those high mountains, they're flat areas. They're called mesas or tables. He says, listen, you're preparing a table. There's a grassy place up in the high mountains that you're going to prepare for me. Hallelujah. And when, before they would set out the shepherd, the shepherd would go for, take many trips up to that mesa, up to that table, and prepare the grassy places, and prepare watering holes, and, and would bring minerals, and, and, and prepare the whole journey for them. Before they got up there, what's the easiest way? And the easiest way to get up that mountain was through the valleys of that mountain. It's the lowest grades. It's the freshest water. Amen. But it's the, it's, it's, it's the darkest place. It's the, it's the, it's the most difficult uh, to see. And there's more predators. But the shepherd's already been that way. The shepherd's already taken them up that path. Amen. He's already been that path many times. He's already prepared. He knows where they're going to stop for water. He knows where. And he's leading them to a place, uh, amen, of the refreshing table. And spends the whole summer months in that, that, that high plateaued table. And I say that because, amen, it's not everybody, not every shepherd, not every church is going to those high places. Only the good shepherd only the good shepherd that says, listen, I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm willing to lead us to the higher places. I'm willing to take us. I, I'm willing to put in that. Listen, it was a lot of work and a lot of effort. He could have stayed home. And, amen. He could have been like the other, the, the shepherds. They, weren't, they were more hirelings. Is it really what he says they were. And just let them, if they die, they die. They, you know, eat this dry grass. He says, not my sheep. We're going to go up to the high plains. We're going to go up there. Amen. The shepherd had a desire. In a passion said, listen, I want the best for my flock. I want the best for my people. Hallelujah. And so when that time came, he opened the door, amen, of the sheepfold. And he said, hey, let's go. We're going up higher. We're going up to a higher place. And he got out and as they journeyed. And all those sheep, amen, the only thing they knew was that shepherd. They learned to trust in the shepherd. They learn to trust him for everything. Where's water? They didn't worry about it. The shepherd, he's already been this way. He's already prepared the table. He's already prepared, hallelujah, the minerals that we're going to, he's already prepared everything, amen, that we're going to need. Praise God. Hallelujah. Listen, God is already, he already knows we're going up, amen, we're going higher. Oh, Truth Church of Olathe, listen, God is wanting to go higher. Your pastor, Bishop Riggins, oh, amen, wants to go higher. Praise God. Amen. You know what the sheep did? All they did was when they heard, let's go, they just went. Hallelujah. They just went. Hallelujah. They just went on the journey. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, this church is going places. Amen. In the Holy Ghost. Church, God is wanting to take you to places you've never been before to this point. I pray you believe that tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. But we're reading Genesis, and I'm, I'm going to close here just shortly. We're reading Genesis. Genesis chapter 2, 
when God created Adam, he put him to sleep, and uh, he took one of his ribs, closed it up, and uh, he made woman, and brought her unto the man. And he said, now this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Therefore shall a man, verse 24, leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. There's something about this that really stuck in my mind that I'm dealing with and I'm seeing and I'm realizing they're holding so many people back from their walk with God. God never intended for humanity to be clothed in shame. God created man and woman in his image, completely exposed, literally completely exposed, nothing hidden, no past, nothing, and they were not ashamed. And they had wonderful communion with God. They had a wonderful relationship with God. They didn't come to God with stuff on their backs. They did, they, 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 listen, they didn't come to God, they didn't come to God and, and, and have anything that was hindering them. God would come and they said, yeah, come on, let's, let's go for a walk. Let's spend some time together. Hallelujah. They were not ashamed. And I believe there's so many today, amen, that deal with this problem of shame. Amen. Because it's really... It's confusion or embarrassment through consciousness of guilt. And it includes a sense of terror or fear because of the disgrace connected with some action that they've committed. Whether, well, it's quiet here tonight. Because I think more people than we would even know have been carrying around lots of guilt and shame in their life. But God wants to, God wants to deliver some folks from that tonight. God wants to set us free from that feeling tonight. Not, 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 a, not they were pricked in their heart and felt not, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about a godly sorrow I'm not talking about something that should move us listen the preaching this ought to prick your heart to move and respond to the word of God the preaching is meant to save us the, the, there should be a prick of the heart that says oh I feel man I, I know I was wrong I need to go make it right I'm not talking about that I'm talking about the overwhelming sense of terror and disgrace Hallelujah, that strikes fear in your heart. Uh, if anyone would ever understand, would ever know, amen. Amen, when you try to lay something down, amen, but you pick and, 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 and you still have that shame hanging over your head and in your life. Because it's the shame that's what makes you run from God. Genesis 3, verse 7 and 8. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And so they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. They tried to cover things up. I don't want anybody to see. I, I don't want anybody to see. I just try to cover them 
And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And I'm going to venture to say among those trees were some palm trees. Mm, listen to me. I'm, I'm closing. I'm, trying, I'm going to bring this hopefully in for a landing here tonight. Amen. But they were in the midst of a garden that most likely had some palm trees. Amen. But they weren't running to the palm trees. You understand me here tonight. They weren't running to where they should have been running. They're trying to cover themselves up, hide themselves, amen, in the presence of the Lord, amen. Listen, that's not what God was wanting. That's not, listen, they, they, they tried to cover it up because there was guilt there and there was shame that was there all in the presence of the opportunity that was all around them. There was praise all around them, the opportunity to worship, opportunity to be free, but they were hiding. They were running. All the while, God's saying, why are you running? He said, who told you? Who told you you were? Who, who's the one trying to convince you that you are, you're so messed up? Who is it? It wasn't God. Who told you that you had to hide yourself from me? Who told you you had to cover up? Who told you you had to run from my presence? Who told you? I think God was trying to say, listen, hey, hey, I know what you did. I know the mistake you've made. Hallelujah. But I never told you to run away from me. I never told you to hide. I never cast you away. I never wanted you to run from me. Hallelujah. Listen, how could the story have been different? Hallelujah. If they would have ran to him. Amen. And tried to find him and say, what do we do? How do we make this right? Hallelujah. Oh, help us. Amen. Musicians, come. I, I, I need to close. They committed an action they knew was wrong. Tried to cover it up. Nobody to notice. I don't want anybody to find out. The second attempt was to run and hide from God. Then that's when shame becomes overwhelming and crippling. It wasn't sin that hid Adam and Eve from God. I don't believe that. It was the shame and the guilt associated with that sin. You hear me tonight. And some people may be, look, you're looking at me like I'm retarded. But I'm telling you tonight, there's some folks here, you're white, you're white knuckling. Because you know I'm right. And you know what you're dealing with. And you've, and you've white knuckled the back of that pew so many times. Just till altar calls over until you can find less in the grip enough to walk out and leave. And the feelings of guilt and conviction lift. But I'm telling you tonight, don't do that. Hallelujah. Because you know what? God's offering you some bags and say, listen, let's pack some things up. Let's deal with that here at this altar. Let's clean that up. I, I, I want you to understand we're going to bury that. We're going to take care of that here tonight. Amen. Because I, I, here's what I want to do. I, I want you to get back in, in line. And we're going to walk on over to Elam. Hallelujah. There's some wells of refreshing. There's some wells of joy. Amen. There's, some, there's, a, there's a, the opera. You can actually walk into church. Amen. And feel light. And feel free. And feel the songs. And you can lift your hands. And you feel good about it. Come on now. 
Some of you know what I'm talking about. You can lift your hands and you can praise God. And you don't feel like ashamed that God, oh, what am I doing? I'm so, oh, I don't deserve the, the no, 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 no. Hallelujah. You're in Elam now. You're in Elam now. Hallelujah. I'm just going to go pick up some branches and say, hey, I once was lost, but now I'm found. Hallelujah, devil. I tell you what, you can't accuse me of anything else. That's in the ground. That's in my past. That's in Mora. I don't live there anymore. I'm living in Elam. I'm living in a new place where I have victory. Woo, hallelujah. Let's stand here tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, shame. Come on, shame will haunt you. Shame will hinder you. Oh, hallelujah. Until you're willing to confront it and deal with it. Come on, let tonight be the night. You deal with it. You deal with the shame and the guilt. Come on, I believe tonight there are some who have dealt with it. I believe tonight there are some who have been there and can testify loudly and boldly and say, I know what you're talking about, Brother Merriman. I've been there just like you have. I can testify. I'll show you my tombstone. I'll show you the tombstone of my past. I got victory over it. I'm not ashamed. I'm saved by grace. I'm saved by the one who washes away sin. Don't let shame haunt you any longer. Come on, God wants to heal your spirit from the shame of your past tonight. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Shame isn't a godly sorrow. Shame causes terror. Shame causes fear. Come on. Shame causes a sense of disgrace and worthlessness. Hallelujah. To bury it. And Satan constantly reminds you. Amen. Convincing you that no one's going to accept you if they ever find out. Hallelujah. Come on. Amen. You know, in the, I, honestly, I, I'm going I'm to call the altar call here just, but listen, in, neurologically in your brain, they have proven this. This is a proven, they can show this electrically in the brain. Your brain's just a bunch of electronics. Some of us have a flickering bulb, but it's still electronics. Your brain is it's way, way more, more power, powerful or, amen, than you can imagine. But in your brain, neurologically, if there are hidden secrets from somebody you are supposed to be close to, they could prove this. They did. That hidden sin or that hidden secret physically causes stress in your body. It causes anxiety. In your body. It causes your body to, 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 to be uncomfortable. Hallelujah. It causes anger because you don't know what to do with that that's in, in there. You, you, you got, you're, you're angry all the time and you're, you're set off easily. and you, you, you deal with anxiety and worry and fear. And then eventually just lose control. And you just, you're just, you're just and that's when you're a place for a pastor. I don't even know what to think anymore. I don't even know how to live. I don't, da, da, da. Because you have never. Hallelujah. You have never done. Hallelujah. What it says in 1 John. Chapter 1. Verse number 9. If we confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive. 
What does that mean? Yeah, you're going to have to admit what you, what you did. You're going to have to go right through more, and you're going to have to deal with it. Accept it. Deal with it. No one's going to beat you up after the fact. You're going to have to live and accept and say you're going to move on into Elam. Hallelujah. Listen, Joseph's brothers, they had to come to a point, and they said, listen, here's what we did. There came a point. Listen, they lived. You don't tell me they didn't live every day regretting. Oh, 13 years of shame. 13 years we killed our brother. We got, oh, my son, take my son. I'm so guilty for what I did to my brother. Just take my son. But I'm telling you, there was a point when they finally said, this is what I did. This is it. This is who I've been hiding from for 13 years. I sold my brother. That's what I did. Not knowing the whole time, that brother standing right there. The one that could have put the screws to him. The one that could have, could have thrown him in prison. The one that could have killed him right there on the spot. They finally confessed and said, I did it. I did it. I don't know what I, I don't know what else to do. I got to get this out. I, mean, I can't live this way. And the one that had all the power began to weep. Brothers, I'm sorry. I forgive you. It's me, Joseph. I forgive you. I forgive you. It's okay. I'm just thankful you're here. I'm just thankful. Would you just hug me? Oh, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Come on, that's what it's going to take for somebody. You're going to have to come to the Lord. You're going to have to say, this is what I've been. This is what I've done. Oh, God. I'm guilty. And the one that has all the power to cast you down and to kick you out and to throw you away is going to say, I forgive you. It's okay. It's a, I forget your past. I've cast your sins as far as the east is from the west. Hallelujah. As they play tonight, listen. Hallelujah. The altars are open. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I appreciate everybody that's got. There's going to be a lot that come. But I'm telling you, I'm, you know tonight who you are that needs to come. You just need to spill your guts to God. Hallelujah. And you need to get out and bury some things in Mara. So that tomorrow you can wake up in Elam. Ooh, and you can go get that refreshing drink of water. Grab yourself a palm branch and rejoice for the testimony of what you buried in Mara. The altars are open. I, I, I could go on, but I...